0: Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and welcome to the Candidate Experience Podcast, where we focus on the job candidate journey from apply to onboard and the space in between. Let's get started. You care about the candidate experience. But have you ever wondered exactly how to bring your company to that next level and offer a world-class experience to your candidates? It's not easy. Fortunately, Candidate.FYI can help. Their solution guides candidates through your hiring journey, enhancing transparency and communication at every touch point. You'll also gain valuable insights on what's working and what's not with your hiring process. Best of all, it integrates directly with your ATS. Head on over to candidate.fyi and see how to transform your company's candidate experience today. Welcome to the Falling into TA episode, where Rona Barnett Pierce, Director of Recruiting Operations at the Leaf Group, is my special guest. Rona shares some great tips on improving the candidate journey for both companies as well as job seekers. We cover a number of important topics in this episode, including employee retention, applicant testing, the importance of hiring managers, and more. Enjoy. Hi, Rona. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Chuck. How are you? Very
0: good. Thank you. Can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your current role at your company?
1: Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Canada Absolutely. Ex- Canada Experience is really one of my favorite things to chat about. I'm Rona Pierce, like you said. I'm a former software engineer and project mm-hmm. manager turned talent acquisition leader. I've been in TA full-time officially since 2017, mm-hmm. unofficially long before that. Sure. I'm current. I'm currently the director of recruiting operations at Leaf Group, which means that I oversee the full recruiting process at Leaf. Everything from candidate experience, employer branding, sourcing, all, all of the fun stuff. Sure. Um, many people haven't heard about Leaf Group. Leaf Group is a portfolio of media and e-commerce brands, sure. mostly in the lifestyle category. Some of our most notable brands are Livestrong, Well and Good, Society6, Saatchi Art. Most of the roles that we hire for are editorial, marketing, software engineering, basically any role that you would imagine is needed to support a media or e-commerce company.
0: Gotcha. So media company, not an arborist.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> gotcha. What got you started in this talent acquisition space?
1: I love this question because the answer (laughs) is definitely not. This is what I always dreamt of doing and went to school for. Yeah. (laughs) Like most of the TA professionals that I know, I literally fell into TA. I was trying to solve the problem, the hiring problem we were having Mm -hmm. at one of the companies I was working at. At the time, I was an operations manager for at a software company, and we were struggling to hire project managers and salespeople. That would be as good as they presented during their interview. And that would stick around. (laughs) And I was very vocal about my disappointment with our recruiting partner. And then one day my boss said, fine, since you can do it better, go for it. You're now in charge of recruiting. Wow. I really think that he said that to like, try to call my bluff or shut me up. But I guess he didn't know me well enough because I thought to myself, challenge accepted. and The rest is history.
0: Wow. That's a great story. I asked that very same question to all my guests and I asked that very same question and I get 50 different responses, which I think is great. My last guest said something like, I, I went to college and got a degree in recruiting, said no recruiting leader ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so true. I think I've only met one person who said that they went to school for this. I was like, really? Where?
0: Yeah, where? I, I'm curious. <laughs> so, Because I get people that are like, hey, I want to get into this industry. How do I do so? And I'm like... I don't know. I don't think you can go to school for it, but <laughs> apparently there is. You learn something new all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. I want to dig into a little bit more about candidate experience. That's what we we try to talk about here. Is there a challenge that that you faced as a company at some point that with some aspect of the candidate experience? And, you know, what did you do to solve it?
1: Most of the companies that I've worked at have hired me because they struggle with retention. And I know you're probably thinking, why is Rona talking about retention on my (laughs) Candidate Experience (laughs) podcast? But here's the thing, like, because my background is in operations and delivery for agencies, which we know that are historically high turnover, I've learned to look at challenges from all angles. So I remember this particular agency I was working at in the past, and they really struggled with keeping people around. They didn't Mm -hmm. actually hire me to solve their retention problem. They thought that the reason people were leaving was because they weren't assigned to projects fast enough. So they hired me to fix their onboarding problem. Turns out that the onboarding was running actually pretty smoothly what was not going as smoothly was their candidate experience their time from interview to offer was about 4 weeks wow they were so focused yeah they were so <laughs> focused on making sure that the person hired was able to hit the ground running right. that their vetting process was ridiculously long when i looked at the numbers the amount of people dropping out of the process midway ghosting the company or turning down the offer was higher than what i had ever seen So leadership actually thought that this meant that they had a strong vetting process and they were weeding out unqualified people. What my team and I did was an in-depth analysis and showed leadership that we were actually weeding out very qualified candidates, basically people who respected themselves and were interested in working at a company that didn't value their time. We were also able to show that the people that we did end up onboarding We're just using this ridiculously long project that they built for us, unpaid, by the way, to find their own gigs. They didn't need us. So that's why they would leave shortly after onboarding, because they had already lined up another gig. It was just in the works type of thing. So what the team and I worked on was really streamlining our vetting process. We worked with engineering to narrow down the requirements of the project. We also really tidying up the initial phone screen. And I was lucky enough to have a team where most of the recruiters actually had a technical background. So we incorporated a lot of the technical vetting into the initial call. And frankly, we also worked to just make the process a lot more human than what it was. Candidates loved our process and they felt loyalty to the company even before actually getting an offer. So, that early loyalty and respect, obviously, along with the work of the employee experience team, which I also ended up overseeing, really helped increase our retention numbers significantly. But it all started with a positive candidate experience.
0: Great that you actually had. Re- recruiting team members that were technical that they could help with the sort of we- weeding in or weeding out of folks because they, they, they knew something about what they were recruiting for. That's great. Not every team has that. I started my career as a technical recruiter with no experience whatsoever and, and didn't know anything about really computers other than being a user and stuff. And we went through a really, really robust training program just to get us sort of up to date so we could understand some of the nomenclature if you will and so yeah. we could have an intelligent conversation i would sometimes find really brilliant software engineers that would start really getting into the weeds with me on hey the xyz <laughs> is whatever connected and and i would uh, my response would be so thanks, but you're you're a little bit above my head here. <laughs> explain it to me like a you know a layperson and not you know as a software engineer. And I knew I had a, a good candidate on my hands if they could actually explain it in in terms that I could understand. But it also helped me learn new things too. So
1: yeah, um. exactly. And what I found in all of these years me myself as a software engineer, when I was interviewing for these roles, and also hiring technical roles, people really respect when you can be upfront with them and tell them like, look, I don't really know that much about this. Can you explain it to me? I think it's more about them being seen as like, Okay. They kind of understand. They want to learn more. They want to understand more. They're really trying to get to know me and my
0: skills. Sure. So you had said it took 4 weeks and you had huge numbers of drop-offs or ghosting or, you know, you weren't converting. Like what were you able to get? I'm assuming you were able to get that 4 weeks down to something more manageable.
1: Yeah, we got it down to 2 weeks. I I still wanted to push for more, but you know, sometimes you just have to like take the win and, <laughs> and right. be with it. But yeah, we got it down to 2 weeks. Mostly because it involved a test. We still had the project just because of how that company works. The project was really important because it was how sales really was able to then sell and get projects for people. So we did work a lot on like explaining to candidates the value and the importance of that project sure but we did really get down our our hiring to two weeks and then onboarding we ended up streamlining too it was already good but obviously you can always improve on things so things were really good the most important thing was retention because we weren't with this, like running with a chicken with your head cut (laughs) off, trying to get people for a project that was just sold. We had a different problem, which is the problem that I loved where I was like, sales, go get more projects. We have people sitting around.
0: Put them to work. I do. (laughs) I do like that project aspect because for mainly because when you're sort of in an interview process, both sides of the table are both on their best behavior. Let's face it, right? <laughs> but in a project, it sort of it it shows that you can prove your prove what you know. So I really like the the project idea. Did you pay people to do those projects or give them something for that, or was it like a manageable thing, like an hour or two? or was it really lengthy? How those work. we got
1: it down to where it was manageable and we really sold people on the importance and, and like on the benefits of the project. So I'm not always team project sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have to say that because I know some of my hiring managers that I've fought on like, no, we're not doing a project. We'll probably listen to this, mm-hmm. but <laughs> team uh, projects, when they make sense, I'm all for them. And obviously like not anything that's over eight hours or even anything over three hours to me, it's like, okay, you need to pay someone. So if we ever needed something more in depth, then yes, we would pay people. It wouldn't be like a a regular, their regular fee, but it would just be just the fact that you were offering to pay people, I think got them to agree to do the project. What we really sold them on is this project is yours. We don't own this you can use this project to market yourself. They were software engineers. So it's like, this project is on your your portfolio. You can use it. This is yours. We just use this because this is how we sell to customers.
0: That's actually great because there is, even though there's no financial compensation, there is a benefit to someone building up their portfolio. So I like that. I think that's that's very creative. Did you ever have folks that said, nope, not going to do it? Or
1: Yes, we had a lot of folks who said, no, not going to do it. Usually very senior folks, and the truth is, we they weren't our target. Candidate. Right.
0: Totally understand. I remember, this was many years ago, I was myself personally looking at a job that they – I think I was an excellent fit for the recruiter said so as well, but they had this one requirement that I just declined to do. (laughs) And that was to take a test that was going to take about an hour of my time. And it was asking about my proficiency with the English language. And I think, Rona, you can tell you've had two conversations with me. I'm, 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 and you've you've exchanged emails with me. So I think you could tell, like I'm fairly proficient with English. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yes, that's what I <laughs> say about projects and tests. Like they really have to make sense. It's like come yeah. on. You can gauge this by having a conversation with someone. Have your recruiters ask specific things that you want them to ask. You don't have to. Test every like everything doesn't have to be a formal test or project.
0: Yeah, that recruiter in that instance like emailed me and and called and said, Hey, we'd love to, you're a great fit. We saw your LinkedIn profile, we saw your resume, you'd be a great, you know, fit for this, but I can't put you forward until you do this test. And I said respectfully, I am not going to go ahead and do the test because you can just talk with me for a minute. And so, or exchange emails with me and that would suffice. And they, and I get it. The recruiter's hands were tied. They couldn't go ahead and, you know, change the rules. But anyways, that's, that's their choice.
1: Exactly.
0: So you mentioned a little bit about this in your, in your last answer about hiring managers and working with hiring managers, but I'm wondering How do you get hiring managers bought into the importance of providing a positive candidate experience?
1: I mean, if you ask them, they'll probably say it's all I ever talk about. (laughs) Um, To be honest, it's true. From like intake to post-offer, everything we do is centered around candidate experience. The team and I partner with hiring managers to really create a process that is centered around treating candidates like humans. Anything from the job posting, I'm known and maybe not so loved for burning a JD to the ground and rewriting it so that a <laughs> human can understand it. Ensuring that the questions we're asking during the interview are all relevant to hiring for that specific role. No one, like on my watch, no one's asking any, like, if you're a tree, what tree would you be, or any of that? Because I, Getting back to candidates when we said we were going to get back to them. This is another one that my hiring managers would tell you is like a non-negotiable for me. And getting back to every single applicant with an answer. No ghosting on my watch ever. And I don't just talk about candidate experience and how important it is. I show my hiring manager's data. I meet with them periodically to share how things are going, Mm -hmm. things like where are people dropping off in the process, candidate experience survey results, all of that fun stuff. And then together, we work on figuring out how to solve any issues. Candidate experience isn't recruiting's responsibility. Anyone involved in the hiring process is responsible for a positive candidate experience, and if they don't like what they need to do to ensure a positive experience, then they simply don't get to participate in the process. And I've been so lucky, especially here at Leaf Group, to have a manager that supports me in this.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing about that. I'm wondering if you had like one tip for a company and what they could do to improve the candidate experience, what would that be?
1: Hmm. So candidate experience is all about the candidate. You can't make it about solving your problems. What I mean by this is a lot of companies tackle candidate experience from a we want better survey numbers. We want better <laughs> time to hire. We want better offer acceptance rates. Let's implement this process or tool that makes it easier for us to get better numbers. Instead of looking at it from the candidate's perspective, why are our survey numbers not where, they, where we want them to be? Why is our time to hire where it's at? Why are people not accepting our offers? So it sounds like the same thing, but it's really not when you approach it as how can we better serve our candidates and not how can we increase our numbers, you really force yourself to think about the candidate. And that's what ultimately leads you to create a process that ensures a positive candidate experience and gets you those numbers that you want.
0: Right. Totally agree. There are you know a lot of people that are looking for work right now. Is there any tip that you could offer to a job seeker on how they could improve their candidate experience? Don't
1: settle or accept for a crappy candidate experience. Just don't. (laughs) You and I just spoke about an example. And just remember, you're evaluating a company during the process as much as they're evaluating you. Ask questions about timelines, what to expect during interviews, names of interviewers, Offer process, etc. Like, don't be afraid to follow up after a deadline has been missed. Recruiters are humans and sometimes life happens, so don't be afraid to follow up. The way a company treats you during the honeymoon phase is a very good indicator of how they'll treat you after they hire you. Are they being fake? Are they annoyed by simple questions? Do they do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it? Do they communicate with you when plans or timelines change? Because we know things change, but it's about how are they communicating with you? If your gut is telling you that the company isn't treating you the way you want to be treated, drop out of the process. And do it respectfully and professionally, but drop out of the process. And this is a very hard. This was like so hard for me to come to terms with and accept, especially when you're unemployed and either right. have no money or your savings are running out. Because right. I know I've been there. A lot of us have been there. Yep. But from experience, I can say that ignoring your gut about a crappy candidate experience always ends up being a mistake.
0: Good stuff there. Rona, if listeners want to get a hold of you, how could they do so?
1: LinkedIn is the main platform I hang out on these days. (laughs) You can find me with my full name, Rona Barnett Pierce. I'm also on Twitter at Rona B. And occasionally I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Rona B. Pierce. So I'm going to be dropping a lot more Canada experience content in the coming weeks so, please be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Rona Barnett Pierce.
0: Rona, thanks for your time today and your insights.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Chuck. This was really fun.
0: Thanks for listening to the Candidate Experience Podcast. You can reach out to us via our website, vcx.xyz. That's T H E C X.xyz.